The Bill Michaels Show on the air. We are glad you're with us all throughout the great state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday, very special Wednesday. Very special Wednesday. Tonight, the Bill Michaels Huddle is back. Wednesday, our second Wednesday night. But tonight, we are doing where we've never done anything like this before. We are going to do the show sitting at a picnic table in the main square at the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds, out in front of the Budweiser Pavilion. Normally, we're in the Goose Island Ale House. We've done that, been there, done that numerous times. But this, this is going to be special tonight. This is going to be cool. We're going to sit out there, hopefully, if it all technically works out. Otherwise, I'm a liar. And uh, Mike Clemens and I are going to sit outside, do the show, and have a great time. We're going to be right in front of the uh, Cream Puff Pavilion, looking across the, the compound, if you will, into the Budweiser Pavilion. Music starts at 7. We go from 6 till 8 tonight. And parking 10 bucks for cars, uh, zero for motorcycles, zero for admission. Come on out tonight. It's the Toys Revisited, the original band on the stage, rocking a house one more time this year for Wisconsin State Fair uh, Park and the Budweiser Pavilion. But tonight is also Fisher House Wisconsin Night. And we get to do a little stage stuff tonight and and uh, make people aware of the motorcycle ride coming up and the charity itself. So thanks to Leanne Hawk and, and Josh and everybody out there uh, at the Wisconsin State Fair Park and the Budweiser Pavilion for having us out. But tonight's going to be an exciting night, so hopefully you can come and join us. Looking forward to it. Coming up here in about uh, about 15 minutes, I guess, Rob Reichel is going to be joining us. We're going to talk with Rob about the roster cuts, get his thoughts on the new-look Green Bay Packers. 18 new faces, 34% of the team changed over. Also, Mike Renner is going to join us from Pro Football Focus coming up here a little afternoon. Also today, we're going to hear from Brian Gutekinst, Matt LaFleur. In addition to that, we're going to hear from Jim Leonard and Ingram, the new offensive coordinator for your Wisconsin Badgers. It's It's quite a day right there today. It's quite a day. Hey, uh, is is was it yesterday? Kenny and Halprin did the uh, Tuesday show, Ben. Yeah, last night, uh, Tuesday, Thursday this week, we're live again, five to six, coming up on Thursday locally at a bar in Sun Prairie. I was gonna say, where are you? Monks the, Bar the and Grill, Sun Monks, Prairie, yes. Wisconsin, uh, right outside Madison. I can't wait. I haven't been there yet, but Zach had glowing reviews about. Uh, where we're broadcasting from happy hour deals i've heard the appetizers are terrific and it, it just means football is back i know you get the same deal with the huddle right once you start doing mm-hmm. them it means right you know we're back in season that's how i'm feeling this week yeah the uh monks is a cool place now i've never been to the one in sun prairie but i've been to the, you ever been to the one in the dells i've not i've heard a lot about it yeah the one in the dells i've been to that is uh that that's that's a good time too uh, I've stayed there at the Wilderness a couple of times, which is right across the street. And uh, then there's the steakhouse that's right in front. And then I, I've, I've walked that strip a couple of times just for the fact that uh, once I drove across the street, I was not in shape to be then driving back home. So I thought, well, I'll get up tomorrow morning and go get my car. Not that I'm a booze hag or anything, but it's happened and I've used some responsibility. But yeah, it's a good, t- it's a good place. Good place. Monks is a good place. So you're, you're going to have fun. No doubt. So that's coming up tomorrow night. Tonight we got the huddle. Last night we had uh, the first version of the Tuesday Kenny and Halperin. So a lot of good stuff going on. So what was the big topic du jour last night uh, on the Kenny and Halperin show regarding the Wisconsin Badgers? Well, uh, we talked about Wolf's injury in the depth chart, but unlike the Packers, when they go into week one, 
Like, that's, you know, the real regular season. They face the Vikings right away. It's a big game. For Wisconsin, they're playing Illinois State. It's an FCS team. It's right. kind of a preseason week one feel, at least, entering. So uh, we talked about what we're going to learn or what we think we can learn, at least, in the matchup. Um, I, I know there's a lot of discussion regarding the point spread. Would you take the over? <laughs> the point spread's funny. It's a 33-point spread. Wisconsin's favored. The over-under is 38-and-a-half, meaning they're projecting like 36-to-2 in theory. Yeah. I would take the over. I think they're uh, doubting Wisconsin's offense it, in a way. I, it's just weird. They're not projecting Illinois State to score at all. Boy. I would take the under on the point spread. And I would probably take the under. Uh, I, I would take Illinois State to cover. And I would take the under. Until, and here's the reason why. Until I see the Badgers put up points fluidly, as much as I say, I don't think Illinois State is going to even sniff the end zone, and if they do, it's maybe once. I, I, I still don't have a lot of faith in the offense. I think the offense run game is going to be huge, but until Graham Mertz comes out and gives us one of those, I'm going to show you what I got. I'm going to light it up. I'm not going to make two or three dumbass throws, turn the ball over. Until I see that, I can't take the over. Now, maybe you use that as fodder. I don't know if there's anybody over there at uh, UW-Madison listening. Maybe they just say, hey, this is what was said on the show. But until I see it, I mean, I think they're going to win the game. Don't get me wrong. But until I see it, do you have faith? Would you take the over? I would take the over just because, I mean, it's Illinois. They're an FCS team, and they're they're like the 40th ranked FCS team. So I think Wisconsin can score at will. The thing that would work against them is come midway through the third quarter, if the Badgers are up three, four touchdowns, we'll see the second unit come in. So that too, I don't see them maybe scoring a lot. But if Wisconsin wanted to, I think they could win by fifty. Does now it's early in the year, and this is the and this is a great question, Julia. Julia says, uh, for rankings, do the Badgers have to run it up early in the year? No. Early in the year, no. If this was say a game in week seven or eight, yes. Even if even if it's against a crap team and you just want to get your your second, third, fourth string guys some some uh, some looks, but you got to run it up. But the first game of the season, no. Sitting at number eighteen, if they win by twenty, if they win by seventeen, if they win by forty, they're probably going to stay right about the same. But let's say. This is November fifteenth, like which is when they would probably who are they going to play then? I think it's Michigan State at Michigan State. Say say it's it's you know week seven or eight. Then yes, they'd have to run it up against Illinois State. They'd have to beat them by sixty to move up in the rankings. But right now, nah, I don't think so. Good question though. I mean, it is good. There is some sense of security with Wisconsin. It's not like they are Ohio State. We're running it up is more important. Their path is clear. Like if they go win the Big Ten and they have one loss, I think they're in whatever playoff uh, mm-hmm. situation. So I don't even know if running it up is an issue for them. It's just about winning the conference for once. 
Big games coming up this weekend. Michigan State on Friday night hosting Western Michigan. That's going to be kind of a yawner, you would assume. Uh, Thursday night, you got number 12, Oklahoma State, hosting Central Michigan. Number 17, Pittsburgh, which I think Pittsburgh might be a little bit overrated at 17, taking on West Virginia. Wake Forest taking on VMI. That's all coming up on Thursday night. So we got Thursday night football back in, in the college ranks. And then on Saturday, the big one is number five Notre Dame traveling into the shoe to take on Ohio State in a 2-5 matchup. Um, I will say this, since Brian Kelly is no longer with Notre Dame, I have a different empathy for Notre Dame now, but I still want to see them get absolutely positively drilled out of the top ten uh, when they go into the shoe to face Ohio State. Um, what is the line on that? I think Ohio State, because I, I saw Notre Dame. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw Notre Dame, their their head coach. Um, they posted really big on the uh, on the locker room wall the point spread. Ohio 17. State being favored by 17. Yeah, I saw them post that, that poster. Ohio State by 17 on the wall. And uh, they're using that as kind of fodder because they feel completely disrespected at number five. How can we be number five and, and still be, you know, not favored? And uh, also then Ohio State by 17 points over us. So they're using that, the point spread, as some kind of motivation to uh, to be able to kind of, say, inspire their guys. But other than that, is there a game you really – I guess Georgia-Oregon, number three and number 11, that's not a bad game. Uh, number 19, Arkansas, hosting number 23, Cincinnati. And I don't you think Arkansas is a little overrated? No, I love them this year, actually. Really? Yeah, they were. Well, they're Two solid. years removed from Bielema, how bad they were, and all of a sudden they're, they're the darlings of uh, the up-and-comers from the SEC? I mean, they were impressive last year. I like Sam Pittman a lot, what he's doing there. K.J. Jefferson, their quarterback, is is electric. They're talented. I mean, they're in the mm-hmm. SEC, so they will rack up losses, but I like their team uh, if you separate you know, the tough games they have to play. Then you got number one, Alabama, Utah State. Uh, number 20, Kentucky taking on Miami of Ohio. Um, Baylor taking on Albany, and then kind of goes on from there. Uh, number seven Utah traveling to uh, unranked Florida. That's a big one. Gonna be re- that's a big one. That's going to be rather interesting. My favorite game of the weekend, Bill, is actually yeah. Thursday night Penn State at Purdue. Uh, just because I'm a nut job for the sport and for the Big Ten, right? It kind of is Purdue's season in a way. Where like mm-hmm. if they win this game, the rest of their schedule is easy. They could easily win the West. And Penn State, I mean, needs to turn it around under Franklin. They have so much talent and they've underperformed the last couple of years. Yep. So I, I can't wait for that game. The uh, Which the, that one, I believe, is what, 7 o'clock? Is that 7 o'clock or yep. 6 o'clock? I can't remember, 7 o'clock. Seven, uh, and then you got New Mexico State traveling to Minnesota. That's all taking place on Thursday night as well. Uh, we didn't even talk about uh, Wyoming and Illinois. Wyoming, not much of a fight, a couple of field goals. That's all they could muster. Uh, early on in that game when it was 7-3, to three, and you thought, okay, Wyoming's kind of hanging on, and then, uh, you know, Illinois just kind of busted it open in the second quarter and then went on from there and then put up a, a couple of more scores in the fourth quarter. But 38-6 to six was the final. And uh, DeVito, 27-37, uh, 194, and threw for a couple of touchdowns in that contest. Looked pretty sharp. And Bielema gets the win as the, uh, as the Illinois Fighting Illini uh, beat Wyoming. So they looked good. I didn't think they'd look that good, but also uh, there's a rejuvenation. Did you see the crowd in that game or yeah. lack thereof? Yeah. 
Uh, there is, it's going to take a while for Illinois and Illinois fans to all of a sudden come back and say, oh, yeah, Brett has got us going on. Um, but then again, Northwestern gets the – how about Northwestern beating Nebraska? We haven't even talked about this. Over in Ireland? And again, Nebraska, all the pomp, all the circumstance, and sure enough, Northwestern beat them. Beat them by a field goal. I I was grinning ear to ear. Just loved it. Did you watch any of that game? Oh, I watched all of it. Uh, uh, They choked. It was beautiful. Uh, Nebraska was exactly what uh, we have made Nebraska to be. They just cannot get out of their own way. That game was kind of the perfect gateway drug for me to get into the college football season, except it might have given me too high of a high, right, where a lot of the games might not live up to that because that was unbelievable. They made Northwestern look competent. And Northwestern right? might be better, but that's not you know a groundbreaking offense we're talking about. I loved the uh, the Northwestern N, which was the uh, Irish, uh, the Ireland flag, the green, white, and orange on the side of the helmets. They changed the N from the white N to on that purple helmet to the uh, flag. But then who was it? Was it uh, I think it was Mueller? Uh, ended up picking off picking off Thompson uh, late in that ball game. And seals things up. I, I, it was. I found myself going with that yes moment. Yes, you know, because I was just rooting so hard against Nebraska. I, I just was. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll get back into some Packers chatter. Rob Reichel, Forbes dot com. Conley Media going to be joining us coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Top tier alternative fuels, no fee ATMs. And I'm telling you right now, you better be using those Quick Rewards cards. You still have some time to win yourself some cash and prizes via the. Uh, the uh, Mountain Dew game, and big sponsor of the Packers. But don't forget about your tailgate supplies. Going to go in and get the pothole pizzas? You're good to go. Beer cave? Good to go. Ice? Good to go. All the different stuff to grill up? Good to go. Right there at Quick Trip. Don't forget, again, use your Quick Rewards card and see what you get. Good stuff coming your way from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. Rob Reichel up next, talking Packers roster. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tonight, you might be heading out to the Wisconsin State Fair Park. The huddle's going to be live out there. Mike Clemens is going to be live with us tonight. The toys are going to be on stage tonight at the Budweiser Pavilion. We've got a big night planned, but maybe you're going to head out there just a little bit before a great place right there on 84th Street called the Wrestling Taco. 84, just a couple of blocks south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Stop there, get yourself margaritas and tacos, whatever it happens to be. If you're thinking a little bit of a Mexican cuisine tonight, stop into the Wrestling Taco. Tell them we said hi. Good people over there as well. Joining us now over on the uh, the live stream and also uh, on the uh, hotline is our buddy Rob Reichel, who is joining us uh, from uh, Conley Media, also Forbes.com, uh, giving us some Packers coverage. Rob, how you been, buddy? Well, it's football time, isn't it? I, I'm doing great. It's awesome. So when uh, the roster cuts were made yesterday, uh, first of all, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing that blew anybody out of the water, right, Bill? I mean, it's, it's not like if you're old enough, if you're as old as me and old enough to remember 1986 and, and Forrest Gregg waving goodbye to Lynn Dickey and Paul Kaufman, 
um, right, an, an all-time quarterback and tight end in the organization. It, nothing like that. Nothing like 2016 when they waved goodbye to Josh Sitton. I mean, when when the big names coming out are Jawan Winfrey and Jack Heflin, um, it, 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 it's a pretty quiet cut-down day. And, it, and really, Bill, I mean, it, it, it was quiet around the league, right? I mean, if Marlon Mack and guys like that are, are the big names being released uh, across the across the league, right, or the Vikings cutting a a backup quarterback or, you know, the Saints making a trade with a safety. It, it, it was a pretty quiet day. I, I think by this point in time, Bill, teams are teams are so good at figuring out their 53, getting contracts done in the off seasons, um, getting every getting all their ducks in a row by June 1, that they're not going to surprise us like they once did with, with some of these cuts, uh, you know, on the last day of, of August or early September. And, and that's kind of what yesterday was, Bill. Overall, I – I thought kind of a non-eventful day in Green Bay and really around the league. So let me ask you first and foremost, when it comes to the wide receiving core, how much faith do you have in it? Because I've been saying all along, while I believe they're going to be okay, the only area I think they're going to struggle is probably when it comes to two-minute offense, just because of the dictation of defense that uh, Devontae Adams held. But beyond that, I think they're going to be okay. Do you get the same feeling? No, I think they've got a ton to prove, Bill. I mean, it's 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 far and away. I mean, other than special teams, it's it's the weakest unit on on the football team. Um, I I don't know where your home run hitter is in that group. Um, Cobb's thirty three and hasn't made it through a season in a decade. Sammy Watkins is coming off a season where he had career lows in every single statistical category. And Alan Lazard, their quote unquote new number one wide receiver, ran a four seven coming out of college. So I, I just, I don't know who's going to take the top off of that defense until, you know, they, they feel comfortable enough with Watson and dubs um, to, to give them more snaps as, as the season goes on. And I think that's going to be the case, Bill. I, I think we might get to mid season and the offense is averaging 22 points a game or something, which is everybody knows that, that that's a dramatically lower number than what an Aaron Rodgers led offense is used to. And, and you'll start to see these rookies, you know, take on a, a greater role and larger responsibility. and and But but it's not going to be the case early. You know, Aaron Rodgers made that crystal clear a couple of weeks ago at his Wednesday, you know, locker room session, Bill, when when he kind of told the world, my starting, you know, he, he called out Romeo Dubs and some of the young guys, and, and, and he pretty much said the guys he felt comfortable with were Lazard, Watkins, and Cobb. And, and, and those will be the three they probably line up with uh, out of the shoot up in, up in Minnesota, Bill. I, I, I think – you, you might not be wrong that the offense will be okay, but they're, they're going to just do it in a different way. I mean, they're going to they're going to rely so heavily on these two running backs. I think not just on the ground, but but through the air. That let, let's just say on, on you know let's say Bill for the first month of the season they average 350 yards a game. I, it would not surprise me at all if the two backs are combining to average let's call it 220 out of that 350. You know, the better part of two thirds. Um, coming from the running backs, and and that those, those guys are going to be Aaron Rodgers' security blanket right out of the shoot. There, I don't think you're going to see Rodgers change as many plays at the line of scrimmage from run to pass. I think he's going to rely on the run game, and I think he's going to throw the ball to those two a lot, uh, especially early in the season, Bill. Um, you know, while while they kind of wait for these young guys to grow up. You, let's go to the special teams because you mentioned that, so I want to touch on that. So a couple of guys uh, from the Raiders follow Basaccia over. Uh, just because he wants those guys in his stable. He likes their their motors, so to speak. But now that we've gotten – because we haven't really been able to take a good look at special teams because some of the guys or many of the guys that uh, are playing it and we're fighting for jobs aren't here anymore. You know what I mean? So we really don't know what they, what they have yet. 
Well, you're you're not totally wrong, but but what happened in Kansas City in Kansas City last week? Some of the breakdowns and things they had there should should certainly be concerning, and, and you can't just sweep it under the rug, especially when you start talking about special teams units in Green Bay that have been dismal since 2005, Billy. I mean, we're we're talking 17 years now of futility, and and what you saw in that game was was guys not getting off blocks, right? Just just breakdown scheme wise now. You're not wrong. You know, half of those guys that were on the field in that Chiefs game are no longer part of this 53, and you'll see a completely new core of guys, um, or at least you know half of the guys when they go up to Minnesota. So it it, it is too early, I, I I think to 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 judge this group, and, and but it's it's not too early, though, Bill, to be a little bit concerned. I mean, even even Matt Lafleur the other day called him up, saying called him out, saying you know honestly. I think his quote was honestly, you know, we're not even close to where we want to be, and Kansas City took it to us, and um, and, and I'm sure Basachi would say the exact same thing, Bill. They're, they're not where they need to be. You, you, you've got to remember the the way last year finished. They they weren't just 32nd, Bill. I mean, they were they weren't even close to being 31. Yeah. I mean, so they they had so much ground to make up, and I know they've changed some of the personnel, and he's got some guys that he's comfortable with coming over from the Raiders and stuff like that 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 should help. But um, this is a unit with just just a ton to prove. If, if Bill, if, if we're sitting here in December and you and I are talking, and this is a mid-level unit, then then they should probably give Basachi another million dollars on top of what they've already paid them. Mm-hmm. Because from where where they're coming from, Bill, to where they want to get, again, even if they're middle of the pack and they just don't hurt the football team, that's a win these days in Green Bay. I know we're a long way away still uh, in terms of playing the Minnesota Vikings, but uh, if I have a concern going into this game, one of those things that I circle is the offensive line, only for the fact that there's a lot of unknowns. And David Bakhtiari, if indeed he does start, and you would assume he would at this point, he has not played meaningful football other than those few snaps in Detroit in a long time. I, you know, So to me, between him and Elton Jenkins, I think we're every time Aaron Rodgers drops back, I think we're kind of holding our breath. That's, that's probably the biggest test and or question mark short of maybe Mason Crosby's knee going into that game. Would you agree? Yeah, really both those tackles, right? Bakhtiari and Jenkins, if, if Jenkins does jump out then and play, and play right tackle. Um, Bill, what I would say is what they've done a remarkable job over in Green Bay doing the last few years is even though they've been picked at and kind of plucked at consistently in terms of free agent offensive linemen that they continue to lose, right? Brian Balaga, Corey Lindsley, this this last offseason, they lose Billy Turner and and Lucas Patrick and Dennis Kelly. They've they've, they've drafted, each of the last three drafts, they've taken three offensive linemen. Um, So that's nine in the last three years that Gutekunst has taken. And even if they have to go a stretch at the start of the year without Bakhtiari or Jenkins, I'm, I'm telling you, Bill, there's, there's seven or eight guys in that in that room that that can start football games and are good enough to go to go win football games with. I I have a hunch Jenkins is, is going to be ready and and he'll go in week one. Um, where exactly remains a mystery, largely because of Bakhtiari. You know, Bill, I'm of the mindset that until proven otherwise, I I I just I, I don't see Bakhtiari, you know, starting the year. Um, you know, uh, week one at left tackle up in Minnesota. Now, he very well could, but it, it's one of those fool me once kind of a deals because I've, I, I've just I've seen Bakhtiari so many times uh, over over the last, you know, year, Bill, where we have felt so many times he was close to, to being back and, and then he doesn't play. that. If they take the conservative route with him again and, and he doesn't start in week one, I wouldn't be shocked. But, again, the good news for them there is 
you know, a guy like Josh Neisman is, is proven. He's got eight or nine starts from last year, and he, and he held up a, a, a extremely well. Um, you know, Royce Newman has some flexibility to go to right tackle if you want to move Jenkins over to the left side if, if he's good to go, right? Newman started all but one game last year. They've got really good interior depth after drafting Ryan and Tom in the in the third and fourth round this year, and then Jake Hansen had a really solid camp, Billy. So I, I do think, you know, that, that overall that the depth and the talent in, in that room and that group is, is, is still pretty impressive with, it, with as much as, they, as, as they've lost. The, the, the biggest question obviously becomes, with all these moving parts, just, just who's where and, and who starts in, in week one at, at both those tackle spots. But, but again, if, if, if I had to bet a dollar on, on each of those guys, I, I would have a hunch Jenkins goes, and, and until proven otherwise, I, just, I, I, I don't have a lot of faith that Bakhtiari's back. Talking with Rob Reichel from Forbes.com, Conley Media, at Rob Reichel over on Twitter. Real quick before I let you go, when you look at this defense, and there is a lot of speculation about this defense, about how solid they are, and obviously Rudy Ford possibly coming in. We're waiting to hear the confirmation on that. So give me your thoughts on how good you think or how excited you are about this defense. Well, they were ninth last year, right? And they didn't have Jair, Jair Alexander for the overwhelming majority of the season. They didn't have Rasul Douglas for the first month. They didn't have these two first-round rookies that, that are going to come in. One's going to start, obviously, an inside linebacker. The other, um, you know, is, is going to play meaningful snaps on, on the defensive line in, in Wyatt. I mean, Bill, and there's no reason it should not be a top-three defense, a top-five. You know, they've all talked about being number one, and, and, that, and, and that, that certainly should be a goal and extremely realistic because, Billy, I, I do think – they are going to have to win games, especially early in the year, kind of ugly, you know, kind of like they did in 2019. Some, some, they're going to have to pull out one-score games. They're going to be lower scoring. It's going to be 2016, 19, 17, 17, 13. Those kind of ball games where, where the defense is going to have to take the ball away two, three times to set the offense up in, in solid field position. But, but Bill, when, when you examine this roster kind of top to bottom, and the fact that they have difference makers at every every level, and then quality people around them, right? Starting up front with Kenny Clark, and and then just a lot of depth there. You know, I I I'm on the record as saying I think Rashawn Gary's going to lead the league in sacks, um, and I and I won't run from that. We'll see if that we'll see uh, you know uh, how my prognosticating ability is, Billy, come uh, <laughs> come December or January. But I I think the guy's got a chance to push for 20 sacks. Don't forget he's in a contract year. Um, you know, if that happens, Bill, you know, you're, you're talking about a, an unbelievable jump from, from him um, on what was already a really good combo of, of, of outside linebackers with, with him and Preston Smith. Those inside guys, Bill, I, I don't remember them being this talented and deep at inside linebacker, I don't know, in, in, in 15 years at least. And then, you know, be, between Alexander, Stokes, Douglas, Savage, and Amos, I mean, good luck finding me five better guys in a secondary across yeah. the league, right? So. Uh, no, there's no question, Bill. Any expectation that's being set for this group, um, it's not too high. It, it, it's realistic, and and, and 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 all this talk about them being, you know, the the, the top ranked or, uh, you know, a top five defense in football that 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 is spot on. That's exactly what these guys should be, Bill. Great stuff, Rob. Appreciate it. And uh, as the season approaches, we will talk again. Okay. Always fun. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Rob Reichel. There you go. At Rob Reichel over on uh, Twitter. You can find his stuff, Forbes.com, Conley Media as well. 
Great to get him on the program. Always appreciate him being here. You know who else we appreciate? That's our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. They were big in a donation to Fisher House and the golf outing. Uh, I think that package went for like $1,500. Uh, it came with uh, a trip up to the Four Seasons Island Resort, which is just so much fun. It's a two-night stay. And then uh, some golf was thrown in and a dinner. And then Forgotten Fire said, hey, bring them on down to Peshtigo. We'll give them a, a, a private wine tour with a uh, winery tour with Jake, and then we'll give him a private tasting and maybe a bottle of wine, catch uh, catch some uh, entertainment on the weekend. Great people over there. Forgotten Fire Winery. Not only are they good people, but they are right here in our own backyard, Wisconsin. Peshtigo, Wisconsin, to be exact. Look for them in grocery stores, liquor store, wine store. I get it. But they are not snooty. They are not pretentious. They just want people to enjoy their wines, and that's all they ask. Nothing more. They, they've won awards, yes, they can be snooty if they wanted to be, but they're not. And they just want you to enjoy it. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. And when you go there, don't forget, say, hey, Bill Michaels, uh, I heard it there. Uh, is there a special? And they'll go, hell yeah, and you get the special. Make sure you tell them you heard it here and see what you get. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus is going to be joining us. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur in the next hour. Uh, Brian Gudekinst is going to be coming up. Jim Leonard we are going to hear from, uh, the uh, uh, Badgers defensive coordinator. That, my friends, is next on The Bill Michael Show. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you on board. Exciting time of year, getting ready for football. Badgers coming up this weekend, Packers in a couple of weeks. Enjoying it. Looking forward to it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stenny's. Second and National in Walker's Point. Great people down there at Stenny's. Great people. And uh, in addition to... Not only, uh, you know, having uh, terrific service, but they run shuttles to all the games as well. So if you are uh, thinking about heading down there, if you're thinking about heading to maybe a game, like uh, maybe heading to the Brewers game today, whatever it happens to be, check out our friends at Stenny, second and national Walker's Point, and uh, stop on in. Ward-winning Bloody Marys, uh, the best wings you're ever going to stuff in your grill. And in addition to that, they have uh, the uh, Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread. I just wanted to throw that in there. Years ago, I said, this is how you make cheese bread. This is how you make good garlic cheese bread. Got to get good garlic butter, fresh garlic, squeeze that into there. <sighs> then you toast it. Then you put uh, the mozzarella cheese on top of it, a little bit of provolone, and mix it in. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, but they, they got a new chef down there. They, they've really upgraded their food, too. So stop into Stenny's. Tell uh, everybody down there. We said hi, Ryan and Natalie and LJ and Jerry and just you go through the whole list. There's there's just so many good people, but that's Denny. Second and National Walker's Point. Good to go. Um, Jim Leonard, defensive coordinator for your Wisconsin Badgers, uh, spoke to the media and talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming game this weekend, uh, about the, the, uh, the look for his team, for his defensive unit. 
So uh, we'll get into that coming up here momentarily. And we'll talk a little bit. Well, we'll hear from, I shouldn't say we'll, we'll talk, but uh, you'll hear some of the Q&A back and forth with uh, Jim Leonard. That's coming up. Uh, also, by the way, the Texans are claiming the former Buccaneers wide receiver, Tyler Johnson, per Adam Schefter. So just an FYI. That's going down, too. So there are some teams that are claiming guys right now off of waivers, putting them back into their system. And then uh, coming up today at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time, is when teams can start signing practice squad players as well. So Jim Leonard talked about his role keeping that defense, that that high-level defense, year in and year out. I mean, I, I haven't played a snap since I've been back. Obviously, I take a lot of feedback. I feel like I am more flexible than most coaches, which I think helps. But it's getting guys to buy in to what you do, why you do it. You know, I show our guys almost weekly in the offseason or, or daily sometimes for these guys. This defense is being run all around the country and get gashed. Like, it's the details of it. It's, it's how we execute. He also uh, was asked, look, you know, one of the sta- – it used to be the staple was big offensive lineman, ground and pound, that's Wisconsin. Now it's almost like every year, year in and year out, it's a really solid defense. So how – has Jim Leonard and the Wisconsin Badgers, how have they been able to avoid that drop-off each year despite losing so many talented guys to the NFL? We found the magic of finding really good players that are fast and aggressive and, and violent on defense. So, obviously, success helps. You know, when you're, when you're recruiting off of success, players see that. They feel it. The energy, you know, the big plays, uh, the consistency that we've had, it, it obviously helps when you're trying to pitch a recruit on, on why they should play in this defense. So, Ben, you're going to have to help me here because I know Jordan Turner is going to be one of the inside uh, linebackers. The other one, how do you pronounce his name properly? Muma Jungmeta. Muma Jungmeta. Okay. Because uh, I screw it up terribly every time. So, uh, Jim Leonard talked about <laughs> why Jordan Turner and Mumu Jungmeta won the starting jobs at the inside linebacker position. To me, Jordan, Jordan and Muma, just the consistency – um, with, with what they did. Um, they all made plays. They all had their moments where they, they played extremely physical and, and made plays out in space. And I think just the consistency overall in camp gave them a little bit of an edge. Uh, also, there's going to be four inside linebackers, not just a couple at starties, but four of them total. And uh, Leonard says, look, we're going to mix and match. We're going to play them all a lot. All four of those guys are going to get significant snaps here the first week, first couple of weeks, and we'll kind of roll with the hot hand in, in certain situations. But um, really love the way that they competed and grew, like you said, from really the beginning of spring till now. So from the time you get into any college program, whether you're there as a freshman, a redshirt freshman, whatever it happens to be, and as you go through your years, the urgency to not only win and to win your division, but to win the Big Ten becomes prevalent. And it's no different this year as a lot of the guys that have been around for a while, they've seen the ups, they've seen the downs. Uh, This year, for a lot of the guys that are getting ready to uh, bid farewell to Wisconsin, this year winning the Big Ten and winning that Big Ten title, that, that, the urgency now is really there. To me, the older you get as a player, 
right? It, it's the urgency. As a young player, a lot of times it's like, how, how do I establish a role? How do I make my own name? How do I get on the field? And as you get older, you, you look outside of it a little bit more at, at the program and you know, what have we done? What has our class done? What, what, is, what is really that legacy of, of our class? And I think that's where it gets talked about a lot. So this year for the Wisconsin Badgers, as it should be every year, but this year, for whatever reason, I mean, I'm not going to say that there's more or less, but there seems to be a a brighter shine of emphasis, not just on winning the West, okay? But this year, it's about getting to and winning the Big Ten title. Obviously, we've been close. We've been close. We've been in the Big Ten championship. We've been Last year, you're playing to get in the Big Ten championship game, and those are the games that, that keep you up at night. How do you finish off a big game? How do you finish off those crucial moments that's that's what I worry about that's all I care about and if we do the work right work the right way you get one opportunity on Saturday to go get it done and and we got to go start in week one and can't look ahead you can't look past anybody so there you go that is uh, Jim Leonard and uh, some of his thoughts so when we come back Bobby Engram who is the new offensive coordinator for your Wisconsin Badgers. You can hear some comments from him coming up. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming at you right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now... In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers had to release 25 players to reach the league limit of 53. Before the deadline, seventh-round pick Samori Toure was asked how he would spend his time before learning his fate. I'm going to be in my hotel room, you know, chilling, waiting by the phone, I guess, maybe watching movies or play video games to distract me, uh, but just wait on a call. Torrey got good news. He made the 53-man roster, but whiteout Jawan Winfrey was released. So the Packers now have seven receivers on the depth chart, led by Alan Lazard, who was once cut, then placed on the Packers practice squad, now is the team's number one candidate to fill the void left by Devontae Adams. Lazard on how Aaron Rodgers has reached out during training camp. Oh, I think it's been huge. I think more so from him and I's situation of just having off-the-field conversations and stuff that doesn't deal with football, maybe, and just kind of just building that chemistry and just getting to know each other from that standpoint. So when it does come to the X and O's, I understand how he's um, attacking this or he's, what angle he's trying to uh, come at this with this play or this route or whatever it may be. So I think that rapport that, you, that you're able to build off the field in the lunchroom, in the hallways, and through walkthroughs or whatever, just off the field stuff plays dividends for the on the field chemistry. Now the team will focus on signing 16 players to the practice squad. Although they parted ways with several veterans after the loss in the playoffs to the 49ers, GM Brian Gutekunst was asked if he still thinks the Packers have the potential of finally getting back to the Super Bowl. I'm very excited about the group that we have, watching how they worked in the offseason. Uh, certainly we have some very experienced elite players, really excited about some of the newcomers we've added. There's enough talent in that room, there's no doubt about it. Not every team can probably say that, but this team can. But they're going to have to come together and be a team. And um, today starts today. That's Packers GM Brian Gutekinds in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Mike's going to be joining me tonight, Wednesday night live, back at the Wisconsin State Fair Park and the Bill Michaels Huddle, back tonight, 6-8, to eight, both coming together. Hope to see you out there. Final night of Wednesday night live. I can't believe we're on the cusp of September. Makes me kind of sad, to be quite honest with you. It just does. Not feeling it. 
Uh, Bobby Ingram, offensive coordinator for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, talks a little bit about Deacon Hill. Take a listen. I think number one is uh, understanding what to do, you know, progressions, and really turning the intensity up in practice, you know, trying to get better, play with urgency. But I think all of the guys are competing hard and, and improving, and it's a, it's a good competitive situation. Um, Graham Mertz, we all know that the offense is going to, you know, go with his arm, his ability and such, but where has Graham Mertz improved this off season? Well, number one, I think Graham's a worker, you know, and anytime you're a consistently hard worker, you have a chance to improve. Number two, you know, just we've done a lot of stuff on the center. Uh, that's been a point of emphasis, uh, this off season. So you see improvement there and I think that helps with your timing, uh, and then just continuing his decision-making, you know, all of those things. Uh, help a quarterback be successful. Every time you understand, you improve, and you work hard. That's not. That's not a. That's not a comment or an answer that instills a ton of confidence in it. And you does it, Ben? I don't know. I kind of every comment coming out of the Wisconsin program, I take with the largest grain of salt in the world because <laughs> you don't really get anything from them ever. It's like Lafleur right. on steroids. In the meantime, uh, Ingram says Saturday, it's about winning and uh, not how much or how little they show, you know, the new wrinkles of the offense. I just think we're trying to win the football game. <laughs> you know, it's week one, and, and I think as a coach, as, as our staff, we want to put our guys in position to go out and play well and make plays, you know, and just understanding, you know, what our strengths and weaknesses are. And, and to me, that's my goal. At the end of the day, uh, we want to put these guys in position to make plays, run game, pass game, pass pro. That matter. Just go out and make plays and, and uh, help us win the football game. Uh, also, um, when it comes to the backup quarterback position, we know that uh, Wolf is no longer because he uh, had season-ending surgery on that knee. So who will be the backup quarterback if, God forbid, Graham Mertz goes down? No, right now it's a competition. You know, you know those guys know it, uh, and, and they're practicing hard. And it's a great opportunity for everybody to continue to elevate their game. So, you know, right now this this undetermined. Uh, so we'll just kind of see how the week goes and how it progresses along. And uh, But those guys are, are, are excited about it and competing hard. So when you only have one quarterback really of any experience, uh, the question is, do you protect Mertz a little bit more? And to me, I no, I, you, you don't. You go out and play your game. You don't play not to get hurt. And Ingram said the same thing. They're not, they're not going to ask Mertz to play any differently just because they don't have that legitimate backup quarterback right now. I think you have to approach the game the way you always approach it. You play the game a certain way. You know, we'll probably, you know, just be – thoughtful of that obviously and be mindful of that in, in as much in many ways as we can but I don't think any player can go into the game you know uh, playing this game of football with any hesitation so there you go coming up next Mike Renner pro football focus we're going to talk with him uh, about the Packers roster and uh, we'll get into all the discussion regarding the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers the preseason the NFL uh, roster news and all that kind of stuff. That's coming up. And then we are going to hear from Matt LaFleur, Brian Goodikins yet today. They're going to be coming up and speaking at the podium in just a little while. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to bring that to you. So there's a lot yet to go on the program. This por- Speaking of the program, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis Automotive and Cunis RV. We thank them so much, not only for uh, being a sponsor, but also uh, helping out with our Fisher House, Wisconsin, the the ride coming up this weekend. Uh, Also uh, with what they've done regarding the Fisher House golf outing. 
Uh, they have helped us all season long get around when it comes to the broadcasts on the road, getting out the Sturgis. So thanks to Cunis RV for being such a great partner. And I'm telling you, if you want to deal with people, and I've gotten a lot of compliments uh, and, and complimentary uh, you know, things from people that have dealt with Cunis. Uh, people say it's their favorite place. We went and got the truck out in Stoughton. The RV was down in Elkhorn. Uh, you can't go wrong. Uh, and I, I'm finding out more and more and more about Cunis, about their customer service, about the way they treat people. Kind of no high-pressure sales, but yet they'll do anything and everything they can to help you out and help you make your decision the easiest. So a lot of good people over at Cunis. Whether it's Cunis RV, go to CunisRV.com. That's CunisRV.com. Or just check out all the Cunis locations automotively throughout the state of Wisconsin. When we come back, Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. He is going to join us coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.